Right, so this week's question, can body positivity be a bad thing? I was like, yeah, it definitely can. Uh, I'll jump straight into it. So it's very hard for like, I think when, when anyone tries to have an opinion on something like this, unless they're actually like obese themselves or kind of whatever, something else to like, they kind of tend to get attacked. Like someone, like some guy who goes to the gym and has a six pack and has big muscles and all kind of isn't allowed. It's almost like they're not allowed to talk about the thing about body positivity and body positivity and body dysmorphia and kind of shite like that so but the question was anyway so is body positivity does it go too far at times like can you be overly positive about stuff it's kind of like anything in life like you can be grand and you can lie to yourself and stuff like that sometimes and it grand but like you can't hide from like the actual realizations of things like you can you might be able to lie to other people but you can't really lie to yourself in the end of the day and I'm not saying that, like, if you're a slight bit, you know, if you have a slight bit of weight on you, that, like, you should punish yourself for it. That's not what I mean. I just mean that, like, the best, the most healthy thing you can do is is just say, like, look, I, like, because I can, I think I can talk about this, like, because I'm not, I'm kind of the opposite spectrum, like, um, I'm not heavy, like, I haven't to pick a weight on me, like, so I'm the complete opposite. I, like, haven't any weight on me. And, uh, do you know, I don't like, you know, I'd rather not look like that. So I'd rather not look the way I look. So that's obviously a bit of a driving force. But like never once did I ever kind of look in the mirror and say, oh, yeah, I'm perfect just the way I am. And I understand why like, I understand the point people make about actually doing that. I do actually understand that. But I think it gets dangerous because it's like it's kind of almost like it's you, you give yourself this license to like sit back and not do anything like. So it's almost like a cop out. I don't know. I think people are kind of afraid of. It's like that, and people want to give themselves like um something to fall back on if things don't work out. So let's say you might have a bit of weight, or let's say you actually don't. I'm actually going to say from my point of view because like people have a bit of weight on them always are the ones being talked about. So I'm going to talk about my fucking niche for once. Um, so let's say like you're absolute twig and you want to put on a bit of muscle in the gym, or you want to put on a bit of weight, or you just want to bulk or something for winter. Um, whatever way you want to do that, whatever program you do, or if you just go throwing a few tires on the farm or something whatever you want to do, um, like, so let's say I was to do that, and then I just, after six months, I'm like, fuck, I haven't, I haven't done anything right, and it's like, or sorry, I've, I've done my best, and I'm like, I'm still no bigger, I'm as skinny as I fucking was six months ago, like, then maybe you might say to make yourself feel better, oh, no, I'm grand just the way I am, sure, whatever happens, happens, like, and uh, then you're kind of taking the pressure off you, like, and, like, and, conversely then if you go no no i have to fucking get this weight off like i have to get or sorry i have to put this weight on or get whatever you, whatever your goal is like i really have to do this like and um now i was reading a book and uh it's it's like cbt so c- cognitive behavioral therapy and like that's kind of the exact opposite of what they tell you to do so i don't know i feel like i'm having a bit of conflict with this book even though i do like the book it's like so basically you know the way i just said like i okay let's say you take my example, so like I have to put on this bit of muscle, or I have to put on a bit of weight. I have to, I can't be this light anymore. I can't be this skinny anymore. Um, the co- in the cog in the CBT book, it's basically like you can't attach like haves and musts to the to some things. Like you have to watch how you like word some things. So like, I think they were saying that like, um how you word things kind of affects like if like affects how you react after the outcome of it so like you say like i want to lose i want to gain this weight but 
if I don't lose it, I say, if I don't fucking gain it, I'm not going to fall apart over it. So I suppose it's kind of things like that, because that is actually one of the things. I was looking at body dysmorphia, and that's actually one of the... It's weird, because the two the two main um, treatments that come up for body dysmorphia is CBT, so cognitive behavioral therapy, which would probably come in the form of like just a therapist, obviously. like It's probably just a strand of therapy. And then, obviously, antidepressants, which is really fucking, like... Fair enough, the CBT part, but anti-fucking depressants, like, Jesus wept. And I understand people have to take them and all. And, like, that's the thing. I can I, I'm so limited as to what I can say. Like, unless you're, like, you're not really allowed to speak about anything anymore. Like, the fact that I'm fucking white doesn't really help anyway. Like, you're not, you're not allowed to speak about it because I'm so privileged and my life's so easy and stuff. I'm not allowed to talk about that. And so, um, I don't know. To be honest, everyone knows when they should be on antidepressants and when they shouldn't be. And, obviously depend on the case like to be fair there's i'm sure there's people who have body dysmorphia and are fairly fucking all over the place but doesn't mean that you can't like try and get a hold of yourself and just think right what do i not like about myself and make an effort to change it rather than going right i'll horse a lot of antidepressants into myself and i'll just you know because i was looking at all the things for it and it's a mental health disorder but it's not like it's not like um it's kind of like what watch how could i call this like do you know like oh, fuck it i don't know how to say it so it's a mental health disorder but it's not like adhd or anything where like you know adhd like you have it like you can't just like fight off adhd like you have adhd or dyslexia or something like that or like clinical depression like you just have it but this kind of seems like just like if you've had a bad week at work or something you just feel down like it doesn't seem actually like a disorder because i'm looking at all the all the symptoms of it. So first one is a belief of having a defective part of yourself. It's it's kind of worded like that. I'll go back to it. I'll go back to that one. Um, actually, I'll go straight into the fucking page just because I don't want you talking shit. So the three... They're, okay, so how do I get back into this way? Okay. Body dysmorphia disorder. Body dysmorphic disorder or body dysmorphia is a mental health condition where a person spends a lot of time worrying about their about flaws in their appearance. These flaws are often noticeable, unnoticeable to others. People of any age can have BDD, but it's most often in teenagers and young adults. It affects both men and women. So it's literally, it's it's just like, it's kind of in your head, basically. Obviously, it's in your head, but like, it's kind of a thing that could be shook off. Like, it's just, it's a mental barrier. Like, so it's kind of like a fear, I suppose, in a way. Um, It's not like, you know, I don't associate, now I kind of, I don't know what you call, um, you know, bulimia and what else is there? Like anorexia, like I think that's a different thing. That, like, that actually is a, an actual, like a disorder that is you, you, kind of hard to shake off. I'm actually going to look that up now. Um, they don't seem to be, is anorexia a form of body dysmorphia? I'm actually going to look this up now to be honest. I probably should have looked this up before. They also appear to have some important. Okay, so using some of these imperfect clues, we can see that anorexia and BDD have similarities as well as a hazy area of overlap. They also appear to have some important differences, marking it unlikely that anorexia is simply a form of BDD. Patients with anorexia nervosa have a distorted body image and intense fear of gaining weight. Yeah, I knew that actually. 
leading them to eat very little. Body dysmorphia is carried by obsessions with a particular body part. Okay, so BDD is like a particular body part. So like, let's say, I kind of understand this. So like, let's say like, I can't really speak for like someone who's kind of overweight. I can only really speak for someone who's underweight. Let's say like, you might think your elbows are real like scrawny looking or like, do you know the way like everyone in their elbows, like the two bones, like, so like you might think that they look real fucking skinny and noticeable or that your arms look really skinny or your your bones structurally, you look real bony and your like legs and arms or your face or your neck looks long or something like that. So that's obviously a different thing. Like it's not like anorexia is literally just like this intense fear of gaining weight as it was put there. And um, is body dysmorphia an eating disorder? Okay, so BDD is not classified as an eating disorder. Okay, so fair enough. Anorexia is an eating disorder. They're both disorders, but like there's, I don't know. Like... To be honest, I'm not, like, playing down the whole thing about, like, having body dysmorphia. But, like, how do you differentiate, like, just feeling shite about the way you look and having body dysmorphia? Like, it's kind of hard to, like, differentiate. Like, who, like, is it just the people who are, who are kind of most vocal about it or most dramatic about it that they are the people who have, who are kind of called to, or it's called the body dysmorphia, who have BDD, like, so... I don't know, like, it just, it it just kind of feels weird to me that, like, the two main things, I know it's a mental disorder, but it is a physical, you have to kind of treat it to a, from a physical standpoint as well, like, like, someone has a problem with their body, like, someone is insecure about something with their body, would it not be a good idea for them to at least try a dress and fix it, like, like, if you're too light, try and put on a bit of muscle, and if that doesn't work, then fair enough, like, go through CBT and all that, or do it alongside with it, like, because, like, people who don't exercise won't, they don't really have that mental strength to be, because, like, when you exercise, like, there's a lot of days you don't want to do it, and, like, the days you do it when you don't want to do it gives you some, gives you kind of a mental layer that you didn't have before, and I don't care what anyone says, like, there's obviously a lot of things that you can do, like, exercise that give you that mental, mental layer ahead of you, but I don't think that, many people actually like a lot of people just work their jobs and work their things and you can get out of you don't really have to build that mental layer if you get away you know if you don't really play much sport or if you don't have much you know if there's not much like like um things you do that involve you being anxious and you having to perform under pressure or something like that i don't know like then you don't really build up this mental kind of resilience that you will you do need like so maybe it's just I don't know, because you're not allowed to say this anymore. You're not allowed to say, like, mental weakness is a cause of these things. Because, like, you're not, you're not allowed to say Anton is mental weakness anymore. Everyone's just has a fucking disorder, and then it's... So I don't know. I don't know much about it, but from what I have seen, it doesn't seem to be, like, an inbuilt disorder from childhood or anything like that. It's just a thing that, like... Because it's, like, caused by maybe... Could be caused by the likes of someone pointing it out or like public shame or public embarrassment about something or like um like it doesn't um let me see how do you fix body dysmorphia cognitive behavior okay how do you fix body dysmorphia uh challenging okay cbt challenging automatic negative thoughts about your body image and learning more flexible ways of thinking Learning alternate ways to handle urges or rituals to help reduce mirror checking, reassurance seeking, or excess use of medical services. Yeah.
I don't know. Like, all the things they're saying about here is, like, challenging automatic negative thoughts. A great way to, like, challenge... It's, it's like kind of doing things that are kind of difficult for you, like. And that doesn't have to be exercise. Like, I know I harp on a lot about exercise. But, like, if you're trying to challenge negative thoughts about yourself, like, you don't become this person. I think it was Chris Williamson said this a few weeks ago. He's like, you don't become the person you, you want by shouting, uh, like, affirmations in the mirror and, like, going, like, fucking med... Like, maybe a bit, but, like, to an extent. But, like, not by meditating all the time and doing all this kind of shit that doesn't actually challenge you it just kind of it's grand for the good times you're like oh yeah i am strong i am beautiful all this stuff like that's great but when you're in the shitter and like you're you feel really fucking bad about yourself and you're having a shite day and you feel extremely fucking pressurized all this fucking cognitive behavioral therapy is grand but i'd love to see how it how it actually how it actually fares out for you when you're really in the shitter as i say and when it's a like as i talk about a lot like pressure points like a part of a day that you're like feeling anxious or you feel real fucking maybe lonely or you just feel like the, you're under the cosh like big time and people probably have that a good few times in the day like just when you just really feel like you're under the cosh and there's something that's kind of triggered you off a bit and you're just kind of lost have lost focus for the day or something's happened that's just pissed you off i'd love to see how that cbt comes in then does it actually work or is it going to be let's say the time you did a cold water bath and you put your legs in and you were fucking freezing and every fucking cellular part of your head was telling you get the fuck out of that bath or how about the time you were doing push-ups and you had 15 done and your body told you your your head was telling you to quit and your body went on and did 10 more so that's the exact same situation you're in here is like everything is screaming at you like in these situations like like whatever i just linked to there like you're anxious or you're fucking feel lonely you feel pissed off everything is screaming at you all these things so like it's your it's that other side that has to start working and fight back so it's not going to be done with affirmations and all this bollocks so but there's obviously two sides but as i said like that's that's stuff is not pointless either it's still good stuff like but it's not it shouldn't be the be all and end all like you have to you have to do things to challenge you and kind of scare you almost sometimes and um that you're kind of almost you're kind of almost in pain doing them like um, not to sound like a fucking military sergeant, but like, you know, like that's, it's necessary sometimes. Like, like even I go down and like, I, even this morning, like I was down and, um, I went down to the gym and like the walk from the car to the gym is like real fucking painful. Cause like it was real cold and you like feel, you know, like the, in the morning, like a cold is a trigger for me. Like even if I'm outside, even if I was doing a running session or something out in the morning, and you're like, you're already cranky because you've woke up at like eight in the morning and you're pissed off like eight or nine in the morning, you've woke up whatever time you go to do it. You've already woke up, you're really pissed off, you're really cranky. You know what you're like at fucking eight in the morning? Like no one likes mornings. So there's no, there's no such thing as a morning person in my opinion. I think it's just fucking made up. So you're obviously pissed off and you don't feel like doing it. You haven't much strength in your body. It's eight o'clock. You're obviously, well, I was working on empty stones this morning. Uh, so you're walking down and it's just like, it's actually physically, it actually feels mentally painful to do. I was saying that about running when I was doing a running session, like if one or two of the times that I really, really didn't want to do it. And I just said, I go down and do something like just, even if you just go down and turn up and just do a few fucking sprints, do something like, but I remember before doing the run, I could actually feel like a mental, like and physical pain in me. Cause I didn't want to do it that badly. Like, that's actually how bad it gets. And it's not like, Oh, you just have to fight back against your, your head or something like that it's not that it's actually gets to a point of like fucking extreme like it's like acute pain almost like it's actually acute 
that's how bad it actually gets sometimes when you really don't want exercise and you're tired and you're fucking absolutely bet. So that's that's what comes in. Like that's when it comes when it comes to them moments, cognitive behavioural therapy is not gonna fucking serve you. And I, I really don't think it's good. like I, I wanna read a bit more into it because I am interested about it because it can work in conjunction as I said, I've keep repeating myself, but it can work in conjunction with other things, I think, but as as a as it going solo and not exercising or something now, I, I no, to be honest. It's hard to know. What else? Where was it going with that actually? I was actually at a decent point and I forgot about it. But yeah, it's good to have a bit of kind of like dissatisfaction with the way you look sometimes. Like you should never, because like, I think the way you're built, I don't think there's many people who are really like 100% high. Like even you hear like top level athletes who are like really well, really well conditioned and like, or even like weightlifters who are like really well built and like big muscular cunts. Like even you hear them say like most of the time they never really feel great about the way they look. So it's not as if, it's not as if when you get to this stage that you're going to feel perfect about yourself. Like I don't think you ever do. But uh, there's kind of a balance that has to be made. You should be kind of, as Terry Crews actually said once, he's like, you should be happy and dissatisfied. So like kind of able to acknowledge that you're not doing too bad, but then also that also trying to kind of, you know, make the point that, you know, I can push on a bit and I can do better. Like, so you kind of have to have a balance of like happy and dissatisfied. I kind of like that quote. Makes sense. Uh, is there anything else I could say before I wrap this up? Um... But yeah, exercise is kind of the key to, um, it's a good start to like kind of trying to improve yourself a bit. Like if there's nothing else you can do, like there's a lot of people like, like a lot of people don't, aren't really in a position to start a business or like a lot of people aren't in a position to, you know, maybe don't play in a sports team or they don't do like, I can't really think of anything else or like do take on some creative project. Maybe you just have work or something like that. Maybe that's all your arse doing. But if you can like incorporate exercise in like a decent enough way into your life and like progress progress with it and actually start to enjoy it and like love the the kind of the kind of warrior mentality thing of it the odd time like then then you do kind of um you do kind of start to enjoy it and you do you do change how you think about things as well like and um i guarantee you won't quit things as easily like um like it took it took me a long time to actually get some way consistent. I still I still am probably not as consistent as I'd like, but um just even in general with things it did make me a lot more consistent. Like, but um yeah that's the key to everything. Like you can start off with exercise, like because it just it just rewires your brain, like literally, like because it just makes because sometimes it's tough, sometimes you don't want to do it, sometimes it's cold, sometimes your fucking muscles are sore, sometimes you're tired, you didn't get your sleep. So when you have to like when you have to exercise when you're in that state, it's not fun. So it's like it's kind of like your head takes over from your body in that sense. Like, so like to learn to do that is fucking more useful than most college degrees. Like, you know, that's, that's the key to life. Like you'll get through most things in life. If you can just learn to win the battle upstairs. Like, so yeah, that's about all I'll say for today. Uh, how much uh, minutes? Oh, 20 minutes. Not too bad. Right. Uh, I'll let you go. I don't know. Was that any use, but sure. I don't, I don't think I'm starting to think most of these solo episodes are kind of fucking pointless. Just wasting time doing these. This is, but uh, yeah. Uh, thanks very much for listening and uh, look.